crazy so I get online I go on Facebook I go on Twitter go on anything really and so anywhere you go online you'll see that you know the BLM movement is alive and well protests and everything but there's also online pro posts uh, everything like that and then you're gonna catch people that um, won't say black lives matter but will want to argue all lives matter, you know, and they'll come with their excuses, uh, you know, Hispanic lives matter, so on and 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 so on, you know, and it's like, I don't think, I think for me, like, I feel like there's two types of people. There's people that say that because, you know, they really feel like all lives matter, but those people the same are also people that will also easily say black lives matter, you know, because that's what they really believe. They really believe that all lives matter, period. Love those people awesome and then there's people that are saying all lives matter because you know they don't want to say black lives matter because for some reason they think that either 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 they really you know they don't like black people and they're just saying that to antagonize you you know to um you know to, to prove themselves right to make themselves you know come out as as the people that are actually correct in this whole thing or you have people that actually really don't understand so i'm gonna make this as, as very simple as possible um, to anybody that, you know, believes in all lives matters, don't understand why black lives matter is, you know, so important and why people are so adamant about that. So I'm gonna make it very simple. When you say all lives matter, that's very facts. Nobody has said that's not true. But things right now, <laughs> you know, for some people, which, for those people, when I say some people, those are the people that are killing black people. Those are the people that are racist, you know, so on, people who discriminate. For those people, when they say all lives matter and they're like, you know, they're trying to start an argument, so on and so on, or they just don't say that at all, whatever, um, they don't value POCs, especially black people, as actual lives. So when you say all lives matter and you don't value a black life as a life, then yeah, you know, yeah, turn up. All lives matter, great for you. Cause you know, <laughs> you say all lives matter, but the thing is all lives matter don't, all lives don't matter if that's not all lives. You know, all lives matter for, for most people, you know, that are POCs, all that sounds is a white person saying, you know, we all matter, bro. Like you're wrong. Like, you know, racism didn't exist. Racism exists until you recognize a black individual as a human being equal to you, withstanding of who they are as an actual person, just skin color to skin color, then you're not valuing that person as alive. So when you say all lives matter, you really aren't even including that person, you know? And so yes, black lives matter, black lives right now. Yes, black lives matter, the movement is much more important. For you to say all lives matter, you must first say black lives matter. You must first say that and then make that, you know, actually mean it. You know, you might not, you, you have to say it and actually that has to be a belief in you. It has to be, in, you know, that has, can't even be a second thought. It has to be, you know, black lives matter. And then at that point, once black lives do matter to you, period. Once Hispanic lives matter to you, period. So on and so on. Then yeah, all lives will matter, period. And so that's the thing, like when, pe when people say black lives matter to those people, all lives matter, period. Like those people are good people. Like they understand, you know, they might be flawed, make mistakes, you know, maybe criminals, whatever, but to them innately, nobody is worse than another person just because of their skin color. Now you can get into so many other things that make people worse and better. But when it comes to just skin color, race, you know, racial, like no. And so people that, don't understand why people are so angry about Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. That's just it. Like, people that say Black Lives Matter is because they don't feel like they matter as a person. When somebody feels that they matter as a person, they're not gonna say that. 
there's a reason white people aren't saying white people or white lives matter. Because they already know they matter. <laughs> they already know they matter. That's why I was saying all lives matter. So they can counter that, you know? Like, and so like black lives matter because people say this because they really feel like to the world, to, to people with power, to this country, they are not seen as a person. And why is that surprising? I mean, 300 years ago, a black person was, was looked at as three-fifths of a human being. That was only 300 years ago. Human beings have existed for thousands of years. And just 300 years ago, black people were still like seen as three-fifths of a person. And so, black lives do matter, all lives do matter, yes, but we know that. Anybody that knows that knows that. But we're saying black lives matter because Clearly, there are people out there. <laughs> Clearly, there are individuals out there in this world, in this country, in the state, in each state. They clearly don't see that. So that's why we're saying that, so that you know, we can bring that to the forefront, so they can understand. Hispanic lives matter, but that's not the issue right now. The issue is killing unarmed black people, you know, getting justice for that. Like, if a black officer had done that to a white dude, just knelt on him for whatever, like that officer would be crucified in the media, crucified. And so, ugh. black lives matter, all lives matter. But right now the movement is black lives because that is what's being taken in front of our eyes. It's been taken, don't get me wrong, it's been getting taken for hundreds and thousands of years for hundreds of years in this country. But at this moment, we've evolved into a time where enough is enough. Like, we're not, we're not nobody's satisfied with slow evolution of, of the disappearance of racism. Like, let's be honest, racism right now is a lot worse than it was 100 years ago. This is a fact. Like, it's different. It's, it's all still bad, horrible, still horrible. But, you know, we're not having people burned in the middle, just in the streets on a daily basis. Yes, this the killing is, is horrible, but it is not as bad as it, was, as it was back then. But there's been the sentiment of just slowly evolving, like, hey, be happy with what you have now. No. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about that later, too. No, we're done with being happy with what we have now. We want equality now. Equality now. And so that's what's going to start happening. And that's when you see with these protests, the looting, all that going on. The anger is being shown. And so I've heard a lot of quotes. You know, I'm not a fan of looting. Don't get me wrong. You know, um, if you go loot a big ass business corporation, I'm not going to fault you. I'm not going to be mad about you. Uh, small business, especially one that's owned by POC, that's kind of messed up. But you know what? That, but you're seeing that anger. You're seeing that anger come out. On, through people now there are some people out there that are using this to do that as you know just being shitty human beings and fuck them fuck y'all but there are people out there that are peacefully protesting the right way and then there's people out there that are actually looting that might are just pissed off they're just out there you know breaking stuff not really stealing anything so on and so on and so you can see that anger coming out of them and yeah so to anybody that's really questioning anything when anybody says black lives matter <laughs> We're not saying the white people don't matter. We're not saying the Hispanics don't matter. We're not, no, we're saying right now, black lives are being killed innocently and horribly by people with power. The people that are supposed to be protecting us. And so right now, because there are people that don't understand it, we need to say it a lot so you can understand that this is a thing. This is how it's supposed to be. All, everyone's supposed to matter. But right now, you don't understand that black people matter. So we were saying this, black lives matter. And so, um, but yeah, you know, go on with the protesting, be safe, so on and so on. Um, but uh, yeah, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> I know I came out a little hot there, but you know, I saw a little post earlier today, a few posts actually about BLM versus A, all lives matter. And I've been a, I'm a big proponent of all lives matter, don't get me wrong, but right now black lives matter and that's what matters the most uh, at this exact moment. Not, not that nobody else matters, but black people are the ones that are getting killed by cops with like 
no provocation, like <laughs> no 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 clear justification to take the life. And so um, there might be some provocation, but there's no clear justification to take the life. And that these people are getting innocent. And so you know we've had it enough. America's had it, not just black people, whites that are awesome, Mexicans that are awesome, Asians that are awesome, Hispanic. You know I'm sorry, I already said Hispanics, Mexicans. Um, you know Hindus, Arabs. Persians, anybody. You know, I've seen so many different colors. It sounds weird to say colors, but so many races, colors of people that are out there protesting and posting and letting their voices be heard. And that's awesome. I appreciate that very much as a black individual. Uh, keep on doing you. And, uh, you know, just let's be better. <laughs> that's, and it's not just white people, it's everyone. Let's all be better. Like, we can all be better individuals. Whether it's you not being a racist or you not being an asshole or not being a shitty person, let's all be better. Let's be as good as we can be to make this world better because, trust me, we've got so many other problems to deal with. And if we're not united, uh, how are we going to deal with those problems? So, uh, as I said, my name is Christopher Meridi. Um, just a little background on me. Um, I'm originally from Kenya. I moved here when I was around 10 years old. And so, a lot of things I'll talk about are obviously from my experience. Uh, and then, uh, just insight from, you know, when I've you know, talked to I have many black friends, uh, African-American, have uh, lived here their whole lives, uh, their ancestors, are, uh, you know, came here, you know, slavery, so on and so on. And so, uh, just experience from talking to them, and everything like that. But for me, really, uh, when it comes to podcasting, uh, I didn't intend to do, start a podcast about this. I've always wanted to start a, po a sports podcast. Uh, I love sports, um, you know, almost as much as, you know, I love people. And so, uh, just like a, in general, you know, obviously there are people I don't like. <laughs> and so, um, but, you know, I've always wanted to do a sports podcast. But so once, you know, I got ready, everything's going on, every, all this is going on. And so I just couldn't feel right you know, doing a sports podcast, even though I'm not really doing this for fame or anything. I'm doing this just because I find it to be awesome. Uh, I like, you know, podcasting, talking about sports and stuff like that. But I couldn't find the fact that I'm still going to be putting out there, putting out, putting this out there to the public uh, for people to listen to. I uh, didn't feel comfortable putting that out there, uh, talking about sports right now. Even though they're not sports going on, I could still be talking about sports. Don't get me wrong. And so it's not a matter of sports aren't going on. That's why I'm not doing that. It's a matter of this everything else is going on is just so much more serious and it's just um, so much of a big topic that you know uh, why not talk about it since I am uh, a black person in America uh, whether or not I'm African-American or African and so um, yeah and uh, but really kind of all stemmed from George Floyd obviously seeing him get murdered uh, which was really fucked up more fucked up part was seeing uh, the replies and the first reply was the photo of the background you know the video you see the asian cop or asian american whatever he is um you know kind of like stopping people from uh interfering and then you see the white cop and then kneeling on his neck for 10 minutes pretty much and essentially killing him uh which is horrible but then you see the the background photo of the backside which you don't see and there's three or three or four other cops uh or two or three other cops on him also and he's handcuffed. And so, and you can hear him, I can't breathe. It's just depressing, it's disturbing to watch. And so when you see that background photo, it just makes things even so much worse. And so the first thing you think to yourself, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, is what could he have done to deserve that? And for me, like, I really don't, like, I don't see anything. Because for me, if, if to do something so bad, that escalates that bad, like you would have been shot or something like that because, you know, you'd have drawn a gun out or uh, shown some kind of violence or, you know, deadly intent towards an officer or somebody else. But he didn't, you know? And so, and so you've got him, you've got him on the ground, you've got him cuffed. And, you, you know, you, the video doesn't show a lot of background stuff. So you can hear the cop saying, we tried, you resisted, so on and so on. And then you can hear later on, like, you know, he's not resisting as much anymore. I'm like, all right, at that point, you know, you can get up. You can get up, pick him up, put him in the squad car, but you're not. And then, you know, you see the video, you see the video getting worse, you hear him, I can't breathe. Uh, you know, I'm not resisting. 
so on and so on. And like, at that point, once again, you could pick him up, put him in a squad car, but you're not, you know? Or even try again, like, okay, if he resists, great. But at least you tried, you're not killing him. And then, uh, you know, you see him lose consciousness. At that point, still on his neck, not getting up. You're, you're not checking on him, nothing. No checking at all. Zero care for this man's well-being under you. And then after like being out of, you know, losing consciousness for a minute, that man's dead pretty much. No oxygen to the brain It's for that long, come on. And so like now you're pretty much laying on a dead man and you still haven't gotten up. And you're laying on a dead man for another minute and a half. And then people come to check on the EMS. You're still laying on them as they check on him. You still don't get up. It's absurd. And so like, when you see that video, the first thing you think there's two things, either this is a racist cop or Minneapolis police, your procedures are fucked up. I mean, is this what you do to all white people? Is it? Or the, in, that, in that circumstance? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's white people that have killed people and you've taken them walking easily. They're walking on their own two feet, you know, don't look bruised at all, got taken in. Uh, very, very, you know, very orderly, very nice operation that happened to take you in alive. And so, but motherfuckers who have not, you know, killed people or committed mass murders, they're getting gunned down at a traffic stop or for selling CDs or for running away looking suspicious and you, they look like they had a gun, but they're, they're, they're turn, their back is, is turned to you and you still shoot them in the back multiple times. And so, yeah, it's fucked up. And so I couldn't, not speak about this. Uh, so yeah, my reaction is just, you know, obviously it's disturbing, it's sad to see, but for me, like, I mean, it's just, and it's gonna be sounds fucked up to say, but it's just another day in the office. I mean, black people have been getting killed in this country by officers, by, by, by white people, really for a very long time for being black. And this is not a, you know, when you talk about these killings, Black Lives Matters, one of the first things that people say, you know, on top of the all life matters, no, it's not Black Lives Matters, it's all life matters. On top of that, you also have the people that are like, oh, there's also white people getting killed by cops. That's okay, yeah, we know this. Number one, there's more of you in this country. Number two, more white people than black people, I mean, not white people than any other, than everybody else combined, no. Like, more white people than black people, number one. Number two, <laughs> all these killings are not justifiable killings. Like, no offense, like, if, if somebody gets shot by an officer and they're, they have a gun in their hand and they drew it out, you know, the, the, the cops are as the, the gun pointing at you and they're like, don't put it up, drop it. And you don't, you, you put your hand up and they shoot you, yeah, that's a justified killing. And that's what most are, unless somebody can prove me otherwise, with white people that are killed by cops. And so when it becomes an outrage, and yes, obviously there are some people that are not, there's sometimes it doesn't happen, and that needs to be addressed also. Don't get it wrong, like, this is not a only black people. No, this is everyone that's getting killed by cops unjustifiably needs to not do that. And so, but the fact is, what we're seeing is more of those people that are getting killed unjust, unjustifiably are black males. And so that is the problem. That is why the black life movement matters. That's why it started. That's why we're upset. That's why, you know, that's why when I wake up and I get in my car and I drive, I'm scared. So if I get pulled over by a cop, bro, I have this like feeling in my stomach, this pit, that pit in your stomach feeling, that feeling that, like, it's the same feeling I get I'm on a roller coaster at the very top and it just drops. Like that feeling, like just, oh, it sucks. And it's scary. And so, oh man. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna be talking about this subject. You know, if you agree with me, I love it. I appreciate it very much. If you don't, you don't. But you know, we're seeing a lot of this. And for me, one thing that really resonated was a quote that I, re that I saw, I read, and it wasn't, I didn't hear Will Smith say it. I read something and somebody said Will Smith had said it. And it was, you know, racism is not getting worse. It's not. 
is just getting filmed. And that's true. Like, racism a hundred years ago was a lot worse than racism now. Don't, don't get it twisted. And so it's just different. Now you're not getting, the KKK is not running around killing everyone. No, like, you can't, you're not going to separate schools, no. But guess what, when you go, you're going to the same school, there's a lot of black people in that school, but there's not a, res a lot of resources going to your city, going to that school, inner city schools, you know? There's not a lot of, you know, good teachers there. There's not the teachers that care, really. There are some that do, don't get me wrong, but there are not a lot that do, not in those areas. And so, you know, that's how that is. You know, you're not, you're not getting killed anymore by the KKK, you're getting killed by the cops, <laughs> unjustifiably. You're getting passed over for jobs, so on and so on. And so you're getting paid less. Uh, and that's also an issue for women. And, then, and so, yeah, like everything's fucked up. So, um, as I said, I'm originally from Kenya. Um, I'm not really, I'm not an African-American. Uh, I mean, I'm an American now, a naturalized citizen. But, you know, I never really experienced um, some of the things that African-Americans, black Americans have experienced growing up here, so on and so on. So, for me as a little kid, you know, I never got to talk, you know. All, all black people get to talk, you know. You know, um, racism exists, <laughs> ta-da. Be safe out there, you know. Obviously, it's a lot more in depth than that, but the fact that that's even told is is, is, is is sad. But you know, it is a fact. You know, black families, you know, make sure their kids understand that, hey, the world out there is not gonna be nice to you because of your skin color. So be aware of it. You know, watch out. Um, you know, and it's a really like you know, it's a demeaning talk. Really, I don't think nobody's really talked about how demeaning the talk is because. You know, when it comes to guys, you're pretty much, as, as far as I'm, I've, I've, you know, I learned over the years now that I'm a lot older and then when I got here and I've, you know, had the experience and saw, you know, and talked and uh, heard, um, you know, it's, it, for me, what, it's, what it is, it's demeaning. You're, you're telling your son, you know, hey, when another man stops you, it doesn't matter. They are automatically right. Don't shut up, don't argue, even if you're right. Listen, follow instructions completely to the letter. Make sure they see your hands at all times. Make sure you don't look fidgety, make sure you look calm. You know, you know, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you, hashtag, you know, act white, because acting black, obviously, <laughs> results in you dying. And so, the fact that you have to sit a man down and tell him, hey, you know, there's gonna be situations where a man who's white, or maybe even of a different color that still hates black people is gonna stop you. And they have the power, they have deadly force at their hip, both sides, really. You know, they have the authority to really do what they wanna do and, you know, make up a story after. And so, for me, it's demeaning. <laughs> And so, uh, but the fact is that happens. And so before, I, I never had that, you know, as I said, I'm coming from Kenya where, you know, it's, there's all of the types of shit going on over there. You know, it's, it sucks, really is. I'm not gonna compare whether it, it's worse there or here. Really, that's, that really doesn't even fucking matter. You know, obviously everything is fucked up right now. And so, but it's just different, like, you know, my fears are different, my attitude is different about things, about certain people, about white people, about people of certain, of other races, so on and so on. And so, coming here, you know, like, my racism experience really started, you know, as a teenager. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, don't drive through Mississippi, certain areas, I will say that as a black person, especially <laughs> as a young person, or through Alabama, really, you know, certain areas. Um, you know, uh, small things. I mean, what, my first school ever in America, uh, we ended up, you know, 
We just moved here, obviously rent and he's staying at a, a temporary place. I uh, ended up moving after a bit, you know, out, a little bit outside the district of the school. But we knew that other people were doing that also. So we thought it was fine, you know. And, and so, you know, there's a certain mom. You know, I'm not going to say what skin color she was. Y'all can guess. And I had been hanging out with her kids, playing, you know, learning to play sports here in America. I never played baseball before, started playing baseball. You know, I was playing basketball, um, so on and so on with them. And, you know, I, I guess she didn't like it. You know, she never really explained that to me. I really, I'm a kid, you know, I never really, I don't have that. At that point, I can't really tell, you know, that look in your eye that it's just like, I'm a racist. Like, I don't have that point in me yet. Never seen it, so I don't know it. And so, yeah, she made sure that I got kicked out of the school. You know, I got called out in the middle of class, told to take all my stuff, go downstairs. You know, I walked downstairs, see my mom there, had to transfer to school, so on and so on. You know, whatever, you know. You know, we, we weren't supposed to be there in the first place, but that's not really the racist part is the fact that, you know, everybody else that was doing it, you know, got to stay because, you know, they were of a certain skin color. Once again, I'm guessing you can guess what color that is. And so, you know, that was, never really realized, looked too much into that at that point. I'm a little kid, so looking back at it, that's, that was crazy. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like that area isn't, you know, there aren't some racist people in that area. And so, you know, it's not like I don't expect it or shouldn't expect it. So, you know, it happened. I moved on, lived with the rest of my life. But, you know, ever since then, you know, seen bouts of racism throughout middle school, elementary school, uh, high school, hell, college. Lots at college. My God. So I went to Oklahoma State, which is in Oklahoma. Um, and I think what was funny is there's times where, you know, there's that, there's that hateful racism, you know. <laughs> and people don't understand, like, there's things that people do on a daily basis that are racist. They just don't understand it. Uh, because, well, I guess they're conditioned to act that way or say that way or they think that, hey, this is just a thing that I can pull out whenever I want to say, you know. Um, you know, I have been a certain individual that has had a, you know, a cop been called, you know, a cop, whatever, a 911 call, you know, describing me as a large black individual that's threatening when I wasn't really doing anything, you know, it's just making sure everybody got off my property. You know, and you know, in the call, in the same call, you know, the person calling might have described themselves as a little white girl that is vulnerable, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to hurt her, something like that. And so, um, so yeah, I understand that. You know, I understand that fear of of knowing <laughs> that you know the squad is rolling up with with just weapons ready to go, just gung ho, because you know it's Oklahoma. Like, no offense, but you know they love their white people, and so you know when you hear. You know, a small white girl is getting threatened by a gigantic black dude. Uh, you know, they come in hot, and they did, you know? <laughs> and so, um, and that was terrifying. I've actually probably never been more scared. Okay, no, check that. That's probably the third most scariest, you know, moment of my life. And so, just sitting there, like, in my thoughts, you know, there's so many people around me making so much noise, but all I can think is, hey, there's cops coming here, and... Most likely their main goal is to, you know, eradicate me. <laughs> and so that was interesting, you know. Um, but um, for me, like, me talking about this, like, about at least the racism that's happened to me, is not to really be like, oh, boo-hoo. I've lived a level, better life than most. I'm very privileged, uh, really, with where I'm at in life. Um, it's not that much, but I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm never going to be one to to always want more. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, then I'll be happy with what I have. And so, but for me, you know, there's people in worse situations. There's a lot of people in worse situations in this country and in other countries. And so I'm privileged with, even despite the experiences I've had, I'm very privileged in my life, you know, that I'm still here being able to talk to you through this, you know, microphone. <laughs> and so, um, but for me, the best thing about, I think for me, when I think about racism and I see the racism that I've seen around in my life, most of the time I've, I am pretty proud of myself. I will say this one thing that I'm, I don't, I'm not proud of myself for a lot of things, uh, but one thing I think I can, when I look at my, my life, I'm proud of surrounding myself with great people, great friends, um, whether we are really close or just acquaintances. Uh, I've really done a good job of just not being 
friends with shitty people. <laughs> so uh, when I look around and see people, you know, talking about being unfollowed and all this other stuff, you know, you know, and it's not a knock to them. Like you don't know who your friends are until you see that they're actions. And for me, I'm very happy to say that, you know, most of the people in my life, you know, are, or if all the people in my life, as I've seen so far, agree with, you know, what's going on and agree with you. The change needs to happen and needs to happen quick. And whether you're very vocal about it and, you know, have joined the protests and are all over social media and, you know, and that's who you are and we can see that's who you are and that's why it's genuine and we, nobody's stopping you. We love it. Go on. You know, shout outs, you know, Gavin Rivera and like Trey, Trey Vahaska, like, yeah, y'all are killing it. I love it. I love y'all, you know, and it's never been doubted that y'all are great human beings, but, you know, y'all are those type of people, and so it's, it's really genuine when you see y'all protesting and, and speaking on live media. And so some of y'all that, you know, somebody might have talked shit to you because you're not out there or you're not hella protesting, if you're not racist, don't worry. Like, your friends know that you're not racist. Like, you don't have to really prove it to anybody. If you feel that you have to prove it to somebody, then I would say to you, if, like, and that's a ch I'll challenge people right now if you listen to me. If there's any part of you that thinks, oh, I have to post it, I have to post it, you know, or like, you know, people are gonna think I'm a horrible person. Unless somebody that's really close to you, that knows you, has told you that, like, you don't have to prove shit to anybody. Like, if you are a good person, then you're a good person. If you're a shitty person, then hey, uh, you don't, I don't have to prove shit to me. Like, if you believe in God, I'm not God. Like, he'll deal with you. If you don't believe in God, guess what, bro? Karma will come at you. You might not believe in it, I, might, I really don't, but my life, karma, I've seen it. And so, uh, and if it never comes, then hey, good for you. You lived your life as a horrible human being, got away with it, turn up, you, you're still gonna die at the end of it. Like, that's it, you know? We're all the same human beings, that's the thing, like, we're all the same. <laughs> when we say black lives matter, you're not better than us. Like, white people, you're not better than black people. Black people, you're not better than Asians. Asians, you're not better than Mexicans. We're all one human beings. And so, you know, and yeah, we're all gonna die at the end of it all. Like, it's not gonna matter if you die white. It's not gonna matter if you die black. Like, we're all people. And so that's literally all that's being asked here is equality. <laughs> like, we're not asking you to treat us better than anybody else. Just, just treat us the same, treat everyone the same. It's not really much to ask for. And so for me, a lot of the racism that I've experienced in my whole life, you know, um, fortunately, more often than not, and it's definitely a lot, obviously, but when I'm older, high school or higher, where I've actually, you know, chosen and have the mind to choose who I'm around. Uh, anytime that racism has been around, really, you know, um, I've had people around, you know, if I, if I don't know about it, fortunately, I've had people in my life that, uh, at least the times that I know now, <laughs> and that makes sense, I know it's confusing. You know, now that I know from like stories, from being told, uh, or from, you know, turning around and finding out and, and actually now entering the scene, you know, of, I have great friends, you know, uh, shout out J.R. Peterson of, you know, if I'm passed out at a house, you know, and sleeping because I'm tired and I've been drinking a little bit and I'm, I'm sleeping, I'm taking a nap and there's some random people and they're being racist towards me. Obviously, obviously I don't know that I'm sleeping, but you know, the seven guys in that house, led by JR, that ended up you know, confronting those people and having my back, even though they barely knew me, you know, that, that shows, like, that you're, you're, that's, that's a good quality. I mean, so, you know, you're not silent about it. And that's the thing, like, people think, oh, I'm silent, I'm not racist, I just, it's uncomfortable to talk about. Great, you know, uh, but you not talking about it is making things stay the same. And, you know, by staying the same, you know, uh, you might be living your good life but, you know, these black people over here um, are not because, you know, they're getting gunned down and discriminated and, you know, all types of, you know, things are happening to them that stem from, stem from racism or, you know, are racist acts. And so, uh, yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, for me, I've seen it. I understand it. Uh, it's kind of, you know, beating me down like a, like a, like a dead horse. And so, uh, you know, I know that it's not going to just leave. <laughs> It's a disease, like it's, it's, a, it's a strong disease that has clawed its way through all forms and all infrastructures of life, you know, throughout every country. And that's just discrimination in general. And in America and other countries, you have that racism, that, 
that hatred because of a race. And so, um, yeah, so thankful, you know, I just want to say thankful to people in my life that uh, are great human beings and um, don't judge other people based on their skin color. And um, for those that do, you know, please try to be better. And if you don't want to be better, then go fuck yourself. Or, and then never, please talk to me ever again. You know, that's great. And tell me so I can never talk to you ever again. Because obviously, why would I talk to you if you hate black people? And so, yeah. But, um, <sighs> love you guys. Eighty-five percent of police officers in the city of Seattle do not actually live within the city limits of Seattle. Now, I read that on Twitter, um, and uh, some dude, he was listing out all these Seattle facts about the police department. Uh, he had some, um, you know, sources, so I'm guessing he was correct. But, you know, I decided to further dig into that, you know, that little subject. Um, for me, you know, when there's a problem, I love the protesting. So nowhere in this do I mean stop. Like keep on doing, I love what you're doing. But that's just step one, you know? You know, when you have a problem, you, you, the end goal is to get rid of the problem. The end goal is not to protest the problem. The end goal is not to understand the problem. The end goal is not to, you know, try to kind of figure out the problem. The end goal is to solve and get rid of the problem. In this case, the problem, discrimination in the form of racism. That is what the Black Lives Matter movement is. We're not saying that's the only problem that exists. Once again, people of America, <laughs> we're not saying only black people need to matter. No, we're just saying this is the issue we're dealing with at the moment. And when we're done with this, we can move on to the next. And let's knock them all out. Why not? One by one, really quickly. Why not? That is, that is the dream world right now. The dream world going forward is, you know, we knock it out. Black people become equal. Hispanics, Arabs, so on and so on until everyone is equal. But, you know, that's not what's going on right now, obviously. Not everyone is equal. So one of the ways we're really seeing racism, you know, as once again we bring up the death uh, slash murder of George Floyd, uh, is we're seeing it through, you know, police brutality. You know, overactive force. Too much, you know. Not, not, not knowing where the line is. Crossing the line when it comes to dealing with black people, you know. And so... One thing I've been thinking about is, you know, being a cop, it's a very important job. I don't hate cops. I hate racist cops. I'm gonna clear that up real quick. So when I say fuck 12, for the four people that I know that are police officers, I know y'all are good people. I'm not talking about you. you no, know, I've never said that really on here or not really to a lot of people, but you know, I've said it a few times and I think it all the time. But I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the horrible cops, and they exist. If you look at me as a police officer, and you tell me that there are not bad police officers out there, that there are not racist police officers out there, you are then part of the problem, because you don't even acknowledge the problem that is at hand. Do you understand? And so, I'm sorry if it feels like you're betraying your brother, but that's not your brother. And one thing, real quick, I, I'm not a cop. I'm just looking at the facts here. A police officer, in my opinion, is one of the highest positions you can have in life. You are entrusted with, once again, what you swear in, an oath, an oath to protect and serve the citizens and the peers of your city. So number one, Finance a really big problem when 85% of officers in a city 
don't even live in the city they're policing. How can you police effectively when you are not even alike with the people that you are policing? How are you supposed to understand situations that you are foreign to? How are you expecting a white dude who has never seen much crime until joining the police officer, you know, police station, being a police officer? How do you expect him to deal with being an officer in, you know, inner city St. Louis or inner city Compton or inner city Dallas or Kansas City or Boston or New York? or all these places, or Detroit, where there is a large majority, large majority of POCs, especially blacks, Hispanics, so on and so on. How do you expect a white dude who doesn't know how they act, you know, isn't aware, you know, of, of, of their movements, doesn't know, you know, how to be, how to understand, hey, this guy is threatening, but this guy is not. How do you expect him to effectively police that area? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, and if, if we even go farther back, I even looked, as I said, I looked closer, you know, just because, you know, just read one thing. When you read one thing on the Internet, please, please, by God, go do research because, you know, there's a lot of things on the Web right now that are not true. And so what, in 2015 or so, you know, so five years ago, which really not a long time. Um, um, I want to say this correctly. On average, on average. Among the 75 U.S. cities with the largest police forces, 60% of the police officers who are residing outside of the city limits that they are policing over. Those numbers do exclude Honolulu, which that data is not, was not available at that time. But 60% in the, lar in the 75 largest police forces in the United States of America, 60% of those officers don't live in the cities that they are policing. So how do you, affect, so how do you think somebody's going to effectively police somewhere that they have no idea about? How's a white guy supposed to police in the hood? If you have a hood cop, how's he supposed to police, you know, in suburb America? I, I don't know. I'm saying, and then, but when you say that, when I say that, and I, no, 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 trust me, I've thought this out. When I thought that at first, I said, I mean, isn't that kind of discrimination? You know, you're telling a certain person he can't work in a certain area, so on and so on. And the more I think about it, being a police officer is not a regular fucking job. Let me repeat that again. Being a police officer is not a regular fucking job job and so if I get a doctor and he tells me he hates black people do you think I'm gonna let that guy be my doctor I do despite his oath do you think I'm gonna let that guy be my doctor no now are we saying that's discrimination no because that guy obviously you know does not want to serve me to the highest extent of his oath so why would you put racist cops, you know, in areas? And I understand you don't know if a cop is racist, so on and so on. And so that obviously is something that needs to be looked further down the line, you know. And I'm not a horrible person. If you are racist, you know, you're racist. I don't agree with it. I think you're wrong. I think you're a horrible person. But guess what? You still also deserve life. And so, you know, go police somewhere where there's a lot of people that you don't hate because of their skin color. I don't know. And so, but for me, that's, that was a crazy statistic I read. And so that really, you know, that's one of the things, hey, when you look into, why is this thing happening? You know, maybe look into, hmm, we're putting cops that hate black people in black neighborhoods. Hmm, we're putting cops that hate Hispanics in Hispanic neighborhoods. Hmm, and so, you know, think about that. And so that kind of leads me to my second topic. I'm just going to talk about that real quick, no break. Um, and that's, you know, what we're really letting our, our cops get away with. And so um, I forgot what comedian it is, and I feel really bad for forgetting. Uh, I want to guess it was, hmm, I'm not going to guess because I don't want to say the wrong person. But you know, once again, just like I said, once again, I repeat this. Being a cop is not a regular fucking job. You are literally carrying around with you power to kill other human beings. You've also taken an oath 
and are getting paid by the taxpayers to guess what? Serve and protect them. That is literally your job. And so just like a doctor who has taken an oath to save lives, just like a lawyer who's taken an oath, you know, to do her client the, the greatest way possible, 100% as a lawyer. When a lawyer betrays her client's trust the first time, the first time, there's not a, ah, no, it's okay, no, we like you, you're good. No, not guilty. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll look into it next time. There's not a there's not a one strike. There's not a one pass. Like if you are my lawyer and I tell you things and you go and you tell other people, you have broken privilege. You can get your license revoked. You can never be a lawyer again. You can actually go to prison. That's crazy. All because you told somebody a secret that I told you because you're not supposed to tell anybody. Now, when you're a doctor, when you're a doctor, a surgeon, let's just say a surgeon, because, you know, they're out in the operating table, taking a note to do no harm, to do your best to try to save everyone that's in front of you. And so what happens, you know, if we just say, hey, you know, rogue hospitals every once in a while, just have a doctor that, you know, just comes in, you know, they get on the operating table and they look at them, you know, they start the surgery and then they decide, screw this. And they just start cutting things up, you know, tearing out the heart, tearing out the kidney, throwing the liver on the ground, stuff and so on and so on. Um, are we just gonna let that guy go? Like, what, so is he just good? He can go, he can go do another surgery. He can just go over there. And the thing is, the funny part is, even when doctors mess up, and it's justified, guess what happens? They still get in trouble, you know? That's why they have like, you know, malpractice and malpractice lawyers and insurance and all that other stuff. Cops aren't even getting indicted for killing people that didn't need to be killed. Fuck a lawsuit, they're not even getting indicted. And so you, you ask, why are people mad? Like, that's why they're mad. Like, not only, it's a two-headed it's a two -headed coin here. Like, not only are you doing this one horrible thing, but then the people at B, the people in power, have said, hmm, all right, you can do it. And really, it's a three-headed dragon, because when that happens, you know, you have, obviously, you already have the blacks. They're not going to agree with that. You already have, you know, the white people that agree with the blacks, obviously they're not agree with that, but you have also a large amount of Caucasians and other sorts of people that, you know, vote and hold, you know, sway in their communities and stuff, and they say a, no, not a single word. And so when this outrage, you know, when somebody's not indicted, there's a little bit of outrage obviously expected from, from the blacks, you know, and the people that support the blacks, but majority of the people, you know, they go on with their lives perfectly fine. So you do this once, you do this twice, you do this three times, four times, five times. You're letting people think that they can do something. When you were a kid and you did something bad and got away with it, guess what you did? You did the same bad thing over again, and then again, and again, until you got caught. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to fucking uh, break the news to you. Um, adults are children that are just taller. Like, that's what it is and you just make a little bit of better decisions. But you still act the same, you know? If you are allowed to do something, you're gonna do it again. If somebody breaks the law and nothing happens, they're gonna do it again. If you speed and nothing happens, guess what? You're speeding again, all right? You're speeding again. And guess what? If you're a cop and you see the cops are just killing people, and you yourself, you know, you're not too fond of them, they're black people, you go over there and you kill them. And guess what? You get away with it. And that's what's been going on, so we're not happy about that. So yes, you know, I just saw a, a tweet. They're getting arrested while people are still mad. And we don't care anymore. <laughs> this is it. You, you, you finally did it. Okay, you, you crossed the line. You did it so much that now we don't care. Okay, we don't care if you just arrest them now. We don't care about just the justice for this one thing. We want justice for everything. We want justice for everything for the future. Period. We want change, and it's coming.
Oh, I have been waiting for this topic. Oh, ever since I decided I'm going to talk about it. Wow. Just give me a second. Still flabbergasted. And I've seen this for the last seven hours and I still can't believe what I'm reading. I'm going to read the whole quote because I'm going to read the first part, the pause, I'm going to read the second part because I really feel like, you know, you just need to understand. I don't know if, if you've heard about it. If you have, then you just receive hearing again. If you have not heard, this is the first time. Buckle in, folks. Oh, it's, it's a wild ride. It is. It's a short one, but my God, is it wild. This is from Samantha Katie. She is the foreign, former Miss Universe. As in, you know, Miss Universe, the whole universe. All right. Um, apparently Miss Universe 2017, whatever. She's from Malaysia. She pretty much looks white. Um, no offense, I don't know her. I don't want to make judgments. So, but you know, she looks Caucasian-ish. You know, obviously she's from Malaysia, so it might be different. Uh, you know, different whatever, but you know, she's not black. So, and uh, I'm guessing she's never been, you know, treated racist in a black way, like black people have. Uh, because of what she says here. Um, just a little inkling I'm having based off her words. So let's hear it. This is where I'm starting now. These are no longer my words. So please do not get mad at me. What I'm about to say, and I'm starting now. To the black people. That's right, to the black people. Relax. Take it as a challenge. It makes you stronger. You chose to be born as a colored person in America for a reason, to learn a certain lesson. Accept it as it is. Till now, hunger and poverty still exists. It is what it is. It's inevitable. The best you can do is just remain calm, protect your heart, and don't allow it to crumble. That's your responsibility. Pause. So that's what she says. I want you to digest that. I don't know, highlights. You chose. To be born a colored person in America for a reason. Mm. Highlights. Just accept it, you know? It is, accept it as it is, you know? Just accept it. Who wants to be, who wants the world to be better? Just accept it. So highlights from that first segment. And then, you know, when I first read that, you know, celebrities say dumb things all the time. And I don't want to sound too mean, but, you know, there have been, you know, there have been, and I'm not saying this is all, but you know, pageant girls, not the smartest of all females, you know, some are though, don't get me wrong, some are really smart, you know, some are not, so I'm guessing this is one of the not ones, based on these comments, and so, you know, when I read that, I was laughing, you know, I found it hilarious, you know, I was just like, wow, the fact that another human being could actually type this and think this is okay, and just the fact that you think somebody just chooses what color they're born and where they're born is, is, is astounding, astounding, astounding to me, astounding that she actually believes these words. And so, but here's where I got mad. So you know when somebody says something to you and it's just stupid, it's dumb, obviously, it's facts, like actual, like you literally cannot choose what color you're born and where you're born and for what reason. You know, and so obviously not a smart thing to say. But you know when somebody says something dumb and then they follow it up with, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but it's happened to me before. Say something dumb and then they follow the comment that's supposed to like, you know, hey, you wouldn't understand it. You know, you're not you're not up to where I'm at. I am. And it pisses you off because you're like, bro, you're stupid. What you just said is dumb as fuck. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, this is where Samantha does that. She steps in. And the second comment on the same page, same story. Of course, this is to the ones who understand this level and state of mind. It's not for everyone. Everyone grows at a different rate. Now, you know, I'm just gonna go on a limb here and guess that she does not think that she is stupid. So obviously, she thinks that she's above other people. Is that because they're a different color, Samantha? I don't know. My question to you. <laughs> That's my question to you. Like, why would that comment even be put there? Of course, this is to the ones who understand this level and state of mind. Like, it's like, like what her words were, were just so profound. 
that just us mere black people, us other people, not just black people, obviously, other people who don't agree with her words, you know, <laughs> which is dumb, apparently. We don't understand that level and state of mind. It's not for everyone, apparently. It's not for us, I guess. Jesus Christ. Wow. And so, you know, I'm obviously angry. Um, obviously, you know, you say things when you're angry, but... All I have to say to you, Samantha, if you ever hear this, I doubt it. Uh, but if you ever do, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Um, to correct you, as a person of color who wasn't born in America, I can tell you that I did not choose to be black or to be born in Kenya. Um, no one, including yourself, chose to be born the color that you are and in the place that you were born in. Nobody chooses to be born in the back of a car. It happens. Nobody chooses to be born on an airplane. It happens. You can't choose things. This is what I'm saying, Samantha. So no, nobody chose to be born as a colored person in America for a reason. No, no. <laughs> and definitely not to learn a certain lesson. What? And no, Samantha. No, we are no longer going to accept it as it is. No longer are people... You know, and this is what I'm hoping from what I'm seeing. No longer are people going to sit aside and watch this happen. No longer. And so, like, this brings me to my second point on this topic is, you know, I hope she understands what she said is just wrong. And she can understand from that and hopefully change uh, her logic and ideology on this topic. Um, I still wish her a very great life. Um, obviously, she knows Miss Universe. She looks quite attractive. Uh, obviously, probably is making some money. So I'm happy for her living a good life uh, with no uh, stresses, no discrimination, apparently. And so hopefully she can use some of that good fortune and help others uh, in need. Uh, but number two is that for me, I love everything that's going on. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Keep on doing it. But I'm a pessimist. You know, I'm a pessimist. That's just what I am. And until I see actual change, or not even actual change, I see this conversation, this willingness for dialogue, uh, this uh, protest, you know? It doesn't have to keep, the protests don't have to keep on going on publicly or in physically. But, you know, online, so on and so on. But number one, really, what I want to see is this go on, you know, this this conversation, this, this willingness to dialogue about this. Go on, but evolve, you know, not just be the younger people, not just be the people 30, 40 years old, but all the older people. I've seen some older people go out and protest, and I love it. Saw a woman create her own march, you know, if I ever meet you, psh, hey, lunch on me, I got you. You know, whatever you want to eat. And so, but I hope this is a thing, that, a thing that's not a fad. I think, I hope this doesn't just go away in a few months, you know. I hope this is not just, you know, just a, a, a blink and gone. I hope this actually creates actual change, you know. Let us make George Floyd's life and everybody else, you know, everybody else's life that's been taken like this means something finally. Because, honestly, we have not made it mean anything. We have made their lives not mean anything at all. Because what change has occurred? You know, they got killed. And guess what? Somebody else got killed after them that was also black. And that should not have been killed uh, by a police officer. And so let's... I think we're making them proud. Uh, if they are, if heaven is a thing and they are watching. But keep on going. Keep on doing it. Uh, don't... Don't go back to being who you were if you weren't. Uh, if you were a silent, you know, silent observer, don't go back to being that. You know, look at yourself, look inwards and see what you need to do, what you need to change. Uh, and if you don't know how to change, hey, guess what? Hit me up. I would love nothing more than to help a racist become not a racist. I wish that was my life's job and I got paid to do that, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Because, no, racism is a disease. It needs to be killed. It needs to be rooted out slowly. 
but effectively, you know? And if it can be rooted out fast and effectively, then hey, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, all for it. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, love you all. Um, tune in. Um, in the next episode, I'll have a guest, most likely Kalik Berman, one of my really great friends. He's also black, but he's African-American. He's been here his whole life. He's grown up in some, you know, lower um, resource cities. You know, I've seen some of that violence, that, that racism exists out there, and we'll bring his insight into the topic, you know. Um, some some strong language, most likely. I love it. It's great. Uh, some humor, some comedy, and just all around, just uh, some great banter, you know. <laughs> so I can't wait for it to be on. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, stay safe out there. You know, coronavirus still exists, but uh, if you're going to protest, protest safely. Thank you for protesting. Keep on doing it. If you do stop protesting, keep on being good, you know, being anti-racist the way that all should, all people should be, you know, and I feel like that is just right, I guess, you know, I feel like it's, it's weird for me to say we should be this way, but I feel like, you know, not being a racist is <laughs> just, you know, doing the right thing, I feel like, and so... Yeah, let's all try not to be racist, guys, you know, and if you are, let's try to change that. Why don't we? Um, Till next time, you know, Chris Meridi, out.